Okay, so welcome to another Put a Salt Sock in It podcast. Um, this evening we've got Ellie and I from the committee uh, and we've been joined by Ashley and Beth, two of the other uh, students at BCU, um, to talk about kind of life as a, a mature student uh, on the SLT course. Um, so first of all, we're going to talk a little bit about kind of um, our home circumstances, kind of what we did before the de our degree, um, kind of just to give you all of you a, a bit of a background to kind of who we are. Um, I'm going to start, I think probably some listeners, if you've listened to other podcasts, you've probably heard um, some of my story before, um, but I was a qualified teacher straight out of uni, very quickly decided that I didn't want to do it. Um, and did about 10 years of administration and then came back to teaching for about 10 years uh, and decided I'd had enough again. Um, Ofsted, the kind of judgmental and pressured environment in schools, I'd just had enough of teaching. Uh, it took a couple of my friends to suggest that I should be a, a speech and language therapy assistant and it's the best thing that I could have done. I absolutely loved it. Spent three years um, working in schools in Coventry um, it took me a while to get brave enough to get qualified. I kind of knew I wanted to. I wanted to do more. I wanted to, you know, get involved in dysphagia and all of that kind of thing. But you just can't unless you're qualified. So um, applied for the MSc two and a half years ago, um, completed the MSc uh, in December last year and pending final registration and confirmation and stuff. Um, I'll be starting as first a band four and then band five once registered back in the same trust that I worked in prior to doing my course, which is going to be really exciting. Um, I live in Coventry um, with my husband, who's a GP, which is really useful to help me get my head around uh, anatomy stuff. Um, and I've got two now basically adult kids, um, one who's 21 and one who's 18. So that's kind of me and and. Uh, kind of my family life. Uh, Ashley, tell us a little bit about yourself. So yeah, I am on the undergraduate course um, and I previously worked as an SLTA for two years before applying and just absolutely fell in love with it. So I live at home with my husband and two children, they're five and seven. And I originally planned, I did an English degree straight out of A-levels and I originally planned to go off and do my PGCE but I got married after uni, I had kids after uni and that never happened. <laughs> and then I found the job as an SLTA and absolutely fell in love with the job and that's what's made me apply for the course and I am loving it so far. Fab. Beth? Oh, testing my memory now. Um, <laughs> so I am currently an SLTA, I work full time and I'm also on the same course as Ashley in our second year at um, our undergraduate degree and um, so I've been and I've done a degree before and I came out and was just like oh my gosh I don't know what I want to do so went and worked in a children's holiday club and was somehow offered a job in a preschool um, and then they asked me if I would work with younger children and I said no because I really didn't want to work with two-year-olds so started <laughs> somehow doing it and loved it um, my manager then left and tried to take me with her to work with babies, said no, definitely didn't want to do babies, 
obviously went with her, started working with babies and was the deputy manager of a nursery and loved it. And the Senko and got really involved with working with children with speech and language needs and um, some quite challenging behaviours. And then went and volunteered for one day with a speech therapist and absolutely loved it and applied for a job where I'm working now. And my experience working with children with challenging behaviour then got me this job to work with um, adults with brain injuries, but working on like the challenging behaviour wards and just absolutely loved it and had the best speech and language therapist and she's just amazing and I cannot thank her enough for her work and her inspiration that led me to finally getting on this course to pursue a career in speech and language therapy. Mm, that's cool yeah but um, Ashley and I have probably got similar experiences as well of, of therapists who've encouraged us to go for it and inspired us that's, uh, that's nice. Ellie? Um, so I did um, a psychology degree straight from my A-levels um, and I finished that and I really liked the speech and language and communication side of psychology um, and I wanted to learn more about it so I ended up applying to do this course and I really love it. Um, I'm in second year now so I think it's just about to get really really hard and it's been hard already so I'm nervous <laughs> for that but I am really enjoying it and I'm living in Birmingham with my best friends so that's really nice um yeah it's really good um so next we're going to be talking about what kind of other responsibilities you have as well on the course so kind of kids jobs commuting anything else and how they've impacted your ability to manage the course if you feel like they have or if it's helped you in any way um so I don't really have that many responsibilities I have a job it's just a retail job I'm contracted to do eight hours a week, but that never happens. I do more about 20. Um, so I do that as well as doing the course, but I don't have any kids or I literally live a five minute walk away from uni. So that's pretty easy. I'm not commuting very far. So Ashley. That's still intense for me that you work 20 hours. <laughs> my yeah. plan was to work alongside my degree um, as an SLTA. So I dropped my hours down and worked on the bank. That's um, They were so lovely and offered to do that for me. But I'll be honest, within the first two weeks, I was like, oh, I don't think I can manage this. So I had to give up working as an SLTA. I am technically still on the bank for holidays and things like that. But um, predominantly week from week, don't don't work I I have managed to pick up some like online social media work that brings in a bit of money so it kind of helps with the financial side of things with the family um but obviously my main responsibilities are the kids and it's the mum guilt that gets to me so just jiggling them trying to make sure we've got childcare, going off to uni obviously placement's been a bit tricky as well not having your phone and things on you is um is quite challenging and then we obviously have our own house, so bills, finances, all that kind of thing. The normal, lovely adulthood side of things. Um, yeah, and a dog. <laughs> They're probably my main responsibilities. So, Beth? Um, my main responsibilities. Um, well, I say I've got a boyfriend, but he's not really my responsibility. He kind of looks after <laughs> himself, which is lovely. Um, but yeah, I've got a boyfriend who is very soon to be living with me. So that will make things a little bit easier on my part because of rent and things. Um, I've got a seven month kitten 
he's quite a responsibility <laughs> and like it sounds really stupid but I do have a lot of guilt leaving him um and I feel bad when I go off and I have to go to uni because I'm out of the house a lot of the time um and I also work as an SLTA so um technically the actual time I'm at work is 20 hours a week um but I am contracted to do full-time I do full-time over four days so that I've got a day off and I have a study day and I take annual leave to come into uni as well <laughs> so trying to squidge everything in um but my main thing is I commute from Salisbury um so a round trip in one day is 240 miles for me so one day so on the Tuesday I do 240 miles so that day I'm pretty shattered when we come back and it seems to be quite our intense day as well <laughs> so that's definitely my hardest day um but luckily like my friend puts me up for another day so that I can split and not do there and back um in the rest of the week so that's quite good um but yeah it's just finding the time to do things and just kind of keep on top of life I don't have any children so I don't have mum guilt but I have like friends and just general life guilt that I feel like I'm just awful at keeping in touch with friends and um like my family live probably about an hour away so I feel a lot of responsibility to like go and spend time with them and it's not just like you can quickly pop over for five minutes and come away again um but yeah, just juggling and being organised whilst trying to do a full-time job and a full-time degree, which isn't always successful. It's a lot, isn't it? That's mm. Yeah, the courses are so intense and then kind of having all of that, you know, kind of, I guess there's, there's some things that are probably true of all students, you know, all students have got those kind of the financial pressures these days regardless of whether you're you know living in in your own home or living in student accommodation or whatever as the finances are just extra extra hard but I know like you know we went from um two incomes down to one when I started the course um and the only thing that we kind of knew it'd be two tough years but once qualified obviously I'll be earning more than I was before and so it's kind of financially it'll be worth it in the end I think I definitely get the mum guilt thing even though mine are now like 18 and 20 um so they're to a point they're they're fairly independent um but my daughter lives away in Exeter for most of the year and so that then you've just it's just that extra time that that kids and family take so you know a weekend visit to Exeter takes ages she's a bit unwell this year which has kind of added a lot of extra stress and needed she meant she needed some extra um time and support so that's been like really really difficult and like my final placement where I had eight weeks where it was just completely full-on and I just felt like I was virtually ignoring the rest of my family and it just feels horrible um yeah. definitely like those of you who've managed to keep up any work alongside the course I'm impressed um, yeah. I remember like being really cross with my boss because I wanted to carry on working two days a week while I did my MSc and she was like I'm sorry you know you need to do three days a week that's that's the policy within the trust um, but you can you could work on the bank if you want to and I was really really cross with that and then I started the course and I'd agreed initially bank half half a day a week and that I'd up it if I could. 
And within a month, I was so grateful that I wasn't doing two days a week because it would have killed me. There's no way I could have kept it up. So first year I managed to do um, half a day, sometimes a full day um, as a, an SLTA. Uh, but this, the second year I just just stopped. <laughs> it I, was have to, just I have like... to say, I was, I was pre-warned that the, the course was intense and I was like, yeah, I understand. You know, everyone's told me I know what I'm getting myself in for. And then I started and I thought... I know what they mean. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah. It's intense. It is a really intense course. I mean, compared to psychology, it is outrageous. Psychology oh, yeah. shouldn't even be a degree compared to this. Like, <laughs> psychology was hard, don't get me wrong, but this is another level of pre work and post work and everything that you have mm. to do alongside the course and keep up with. Yeah. so much more especially you know you keeping up with the NHS regulations and what's going on in speech language therapy and you're trying to be up to date and talk to people there's so much more that goes on on the course that's not just the course is there I Definitely. totally agree I, like my English degree I think I was in for a maximum four six hours maybe a week and it was like yeah go home and do some reading do an essay yeah. and then I came yeah. onto this and I was like I have to do what now <laughs> Yeah. My yeah. first degree was the same. Like I spoke to um, one of the lecturers in the beginning before I applied and asked, you know, what kind of days was expected and just kind of got some background info and said I wanted to work full time and do a full time course. And she was just like, no, don't do it. Yeah. So I started off part time and then was like, oh, you could easily do this. But like, I know I technically work full time, but like I couldn't have physically been in work full-time and done a full-time course like my first degree I'm sure I was the same as you Ashley in like maybe a day a week but like split yeah. between like two or three days an hour here an hour there but this is just it's like a full-time job in itself and some I think I do more uni work than I do actually work work it's crazy yeah. <laughs> it's like Ellie said it's everything that comes with it isn't it because I think you can if you're interested in a topic there is so much outside of even what you learn at uni that yeah you almost feel like you need though so it's that expanding on what you've learned going out and doing your own research your own reading and I think I think it is because I you know I pick up from you guys here and from like quite a lot of the people that I've been on the course with that like we're doing this because we like it yeah you know we've fallen in love with it we're actually enjoying it and therefore we want to go and do those things outside yeah. you know those extra lectures we're going to things that interest us um or getting involved in those things that interest us and it's it's because they're they're so fascinating to us and they're actually fun that we kind of I don't know there's a there's a couple of my friends that have said I'm a bit mad because I do tend to like like fill my not totally <laughs> fill my diary up but I do put in loads of additional things and it's just because yeah. it's so interesting I kind of can't help myself that's it and I think you're right when you said I've never come across an SLT that hasn't been passionate about what they do and I think that's what helps keep the motivation when you when you're learning from people when you're working with people that enjoy their jobs and that are constantly learning themselves even when they're you know qualified to a high level I just think it makes you yeah it's like SRTs are in their own little bubble that are constantly wanting mm. to do yeah, more and share with, more with it being so intense let's face it we'd drop out if we weren't yeah. you know there was a couple of people on the MSc that that dropped out from my year um because it just when it's so intense, mm -hmm. you've kind of got to make that decision at, at some point, haven't you? It's like, is this really for me or is it not? And for me, 
for me, first placement was the like, yeah, I'm absolutely 100% doing the right thing. Yeah. Um, no matter what I have to do to get through it kind of thing. So, yeah, cool. OK, so what we're going to talk about, what have been kind of the main difficulties and how you've overcome them, but also kind of what the good things and the benefits are about being a mature student. So I think probably the hard things for me, I, there's been a lot that's kind of gone on with my family over the first two years. Um, so my dad was really quite elderly when I started the course and he actually died within the first month of me starting and that hit me incredibly hard um and yet I knew from the pace even before he died that if I let everything go course wise I'd had it like and it would cause me so much extra stress um so for me kind of balancing when things have been emotionally tough and family tough kind of balancing you know there's the odd day where all I could do was sit in front of the telly and watch stupid stuff um with actually trying to keep things going so that I didn't get behind and stressed on work so that was really difficult and my daughter being ill this year that's been kind of really difficult and it just kind of it gives those extra stresses and the kind of just extra aspects of life that you've got to juggle the course is enough when you've got placement and two or three different assignments and exams that you've got to work towards and all of this kind of stuff and then when you add on those other kind of hard things um it's really really tough and I think probably the only way I've got through it is I'm I'm one heck of an organizer I organize my life to <laughs> like the last second virtually um so really planning what I'm going to do with my time really well um and worked really hard again like I, I would never say that I was naturally clever but all through my life I've kind of worked hard at stuff and that's how I get through and get reasonable results so just just got my head down really and worked really really hard I think what it took me a little while to realize I kind of knew it in my head but having that like past life experience actually was really really beneficial and I think kind of you sometimes take those things for granted and you don't really recognize them about yourself um but I think like gradually over the first year and into the first part of the second year I kind of realized that those things that I'd already done were kind of natural um, they made things natural for me that weren't for the people. So, you know, mm -hmm. IT skills from my admin stuff, um, people skills from teaching, experience of different therapy approaches from my time as an SLTA. Um, all of those things that I'd kind of done before actually really helped and really made a difference. And it, But it took me a while to kind of realise and, and value kind of where stuff I'd done in the past actually was really helping me and made me better made some things easier than they would otherwise have been so yeah what about you Ashley what's been most difficult and what have been the benefits most difficult definitely the mum guilt is up there I find that particularly difficult especially in holidays half terms when especially if we're still at uni and um, I find that really challenging and trying to put time aside make that time when there's essays and exams to revise for trying to put that time aside just to read the kids a book or go for a walk that day take them to the park it's just essential and it's just trying to find that balance where I'm not feeling so guilty um 
financially I feel guilty too because my plan was to work with it as well but it's just not doable with such an intense course or it wasn't for me and so trying to do bits that I can work from home but it's not as much as I would like to be bringing in Um, and yeah just like everybody said I think just finding that time for life it's things like I had a few weddings in the first year and obviously there's like Hindus and things that come with them and weekends away and trying to plan for them and I'm like can we plan it around this please <laughs> because I've got an essay due that day but obviously life goes on behind the scenes doesn't it and you know friends and family are at different places in their lives than where I am right now so yeah they're definitely my de- my difficulties I would say but then on the benefit side of things I think I'm like you Claire I think those life experiences and the motivation to want to do this I'm doing this for me I'm not doing it because I have to do it I'm doing it because I've found something that I want to do I found a career that I want to work towards so motivating myself is very easy finding that time finding the energy in the evenings when the kids are in bed to go and do the work and revise and being organized yeah I definitely think that's a a blessing in disguise working as an SLT for people that haven't ever been in a school haven't ever been in a hospital going out on placement you know that doesn't bother me speaking to parents on the telephone because it's just part of my day-to-day life whereas people that haven't done that I can imagine the anxiety they're feeling let alone actually trying to remember the SLT side of things and the knowledge that they're meant to do and the therapy that they've got to you know plan for um so yeah I definitely think having those life experiences is is a blessing for this course um, I also think being a mum is a blessing in disguise too because I know what parents or how parents might be feeling and how they would want information given to them and I think working with children definitely on the placement I'm on at the minute um, I find that really useful just trying to put it in a way that I think I would ha- want to have that information given to me um, but yeah just that studying because I want to do it and I'm motivated and enjoying it I think yeah. they're my benefits <laughs> yeah, it's good. Beth what about you um I think mine are kind of like adapting from what you guys have said I definitely agree with everything that you said um I think particularly sort of like with the time management like for me I spend heck of a lot of time in the car but just listening to podcasts and things like that is the last thing I want to do when I'm driving I just want to listen to some music and like have a great drive and I feel quite guilty that actually when I think back in a week I'm like oh okay I've spent five hours on one day in the car and what like what do I have to show from it apart from a journey and I always feel like really guilty that I don't use that time better but still like I'm now three and a half um, years in and I still don't listen to to (laughs) podcasts but I do feel like a lot of my time is wasted um, and I find it like really tricky um, to try and have non like SLT days, like because you're spending so much of your life, especially if you're working as, like around SLT. And I've really struggled on having days where I'm not doing pre-work or assignments or my job or just naturally falling into it because I'm interested in it um, and I found that like really quite challenging and I think like it's affected my mental health quite a lot so I have an anxiety disorder so I find I really have to be quite hard on myself and just be like a minimum of one day a week with no SLT to just shut your brain off and do 
meaningless tasks and things like that just for like your own well-being really helps me but it's so hard and like there's always something that will pop up on social media or something um about like this person like Bruce Willis has got progressive aphasia and I'm like oh I'll just I'll just read this article and it's like no no it's not today you can come back to it on Sunday <laughs> um so yeah I found that really challenging um but definitely like a huge benefit I agree um with both you Ashley and Claire that being in SLTA has helped me tremendously on this course like I really put down a lot of my success to that and especially with placement and being able to adapt to different people just really naturally just from work and it's not really something I realise that I do until my placement educators bring me up on it and you know they say oh you know you've adapted to this situation I'm like oh yeah actually yeah that's not normal that's probably like just because of like my experiences that you do kind of adapt in those sorts of situations um and then being as an assistant like doing your own therapy plans so actually as a on placement it's not as like daunting because you're like well as an assistant I'd have probably done this and then they're like yeah and why so then you can bring in like your assistant role and your student role all together and even just little things like note note writing it's just yeah. something that was just there even though on placement it's so different in every single one and it's really confusing but just like the the foundations were already set in place and I think you know just my passion I love it so it's although it is a job like it's not a job like I do really enjoy it most of it you know the research side of it and having to write thousands and thousands of words on something that maybe is an area I'm not as interested in can be a little bit challenging but at the end of the day like it is really enjoyable so it does make it so much easier yeah real Ellie um so I think my main difficulties would be that I live in Birmingham with my friends but all of my family are in York my boyfriend lives in London his family live in Southampton Manchester so to actually see an adult I have to travel quite far like to see any to see anybody that can like kind of take care of me so I'm constantly on a train I have been on so many trains going here there and everywhere to see people which is wonderful but that's also really difficult because it costs so much money it takes so much time it's really tiring and that is probably the biggest difficulty for me is just having people everywhere and then especially now being relocated to Hereford for my placement I'm even further away from everybody else so that's quite hard um but I would say the benefit as well of coming straight from psychology to speech language therapy is I kind of I already had that in me of knowing how to kind of handle uni how to navigate you know lectures and seminars and what would be important and what to prioritize to do and kind of how to essay write and things like that how to use the library even things like that and the systems I didn't have to take that time at the beginning of the year to get used to it so I kind of had a head start of being able to actually revise and study for the things that were you know more theory and knowledge based rather than having to learn how to use the library or the printers or get the laptops out and things like that that you have to yeah. learn yeah so I would say that that was I've had good. a big gap I actually had to learn all those things Thank and some you. of the other stuff was a bit yeah. more natural but yeah yeah so that's definitely a good thing about coming straight from psychology to doing this especially because I went to the same uni as well so I've been here for 
five years now so I just knew my way around it I didn't have to learn anything there wasn't the anything of the kind of the practical bits it was more the theory side that I just had to jump straight into so that was definitely a benefit okay so what would you guys say to someone in a similar situation either considering um starting the course or has recently started so it could be specific or kind of anything you think any advice I think try it. Try it. What's Mm. the worst that could happen? If it's something that you're interested in, don't live to regret not giving it a go. Because I think there were a lot of reasons why maybe I shouldn't have joined the course. And, you know, I think in some ways the world was trying to tell me not to. But I think I went with the gut that, you know, this was for me and I made that decision. And I was aware of things weren't going to be easy for three years. But I think if you're okay with that and you know you can make those adjustments and you know that there's a deadline in the end and it's going to pay off and there is really going to be a benefit to this yeah try it have that support in place have people around you that will understand and I mean I'm so lucky that I've got friends and family that understand I'm in my little bubble three years and then I'll be out and I'll be better (laughs) um so yeah give it a go (laughs) oh lovely yeah yeah I definitely agree and I think like um for me I wasn't too sure it was something I wanted to go into so that's why I volunteered with the therapist for a day and then I was like okay I think this is interesting but I still wasn't sure so I've got a job as um, an assistant and I definitely recommend if you're not really too sure give that a go because that gives you such a greater insight and I think it really benefited um my knowledge and understanding of actually what speech and language therapists do. Um, I'll never forget that on my first year of my course, um, we were doing a very brief introduction to dysphagia. And in our group chat that we had at the time, and I can say this because he's not on our year, (laughs) um, one lovely, lovely man said, why the hell are we talking about people eating? And I was like, ah, Oh, uh, okay. So kind of like had to explain that actually, certainly from what I found, the in the area I work in, dysphagia was, is the biggest part of what speech and language therapists do. And he had no idea at all and was just like, but it's speech and language. Where's what's swallowing got to do with it? And I think you know that was such a huge shock to him so as an assistant I already had that insight and I know about like the idzy and there's just so many like little niggles of knowledge that I had from being an assistant that has just made things so much easier and I think definitely like going in and being a mature student and a lot of what Ellie said you know my last degree wasn't unfortunately at BCU so I don't have that prior knowledge of BCU but that um idea of like knowing how to write essays knowing how to reference that was a huge thing because my first degree I had no idea I did awful in my first assignments and they were like don't you know how to reference and I was like no Mm -hmm. they were like but you're taught it at college it's like no we weren't like I swear to god we were not taught Mm -hmm. so then I remember having a lecture just on referencing so being able to come back and this time be like I know how to do it (laughs) was just such like Yay, a yay moment. But yeah, definitely. I I mean, I would definitely advocate for everybody. Just go and do it. It's amazing. You'll love it. But if you're not sure, test the waters out first. Become an assistant. And you'll get an idea as to what age you want to work with. And like, if you want to specialise, at least then you've got that experience in that area as well. 
Yeah, I agree with that. I think, yeah, even just speaking to speech and language therapists, find out more, bombard them with questions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Claire? I think, um, like, one of the things that I wish I, well, I wouldn't have believed myself if I'd said it, so it kind of doesn't matter, but one of the things that I wish I'd said to myself and really believed before starting was believe in yourself, you can actually do this. Because like a bit like Ashley said, like there's loads of reasons you think why you can't do this or you shouldn't do this. And for me, it was like, I can't afford it. I'm too old. I'm in my 40s. It's too late. It's too long since my last degree. I don't even know what I was taught in terms of like research and all of that kind of thing. I mean, we did. I did a music degree. We did virtually nothing. Um, I, I mean, I probably did referencing, but so long ago. Um, and, you know, I can't afford it. My kids are going to uni now. I can't possibly go as well. And there were so many reasons to not do it. I even like, you know, I, I kept saying, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm really not convinced I'm clever enough. Yeah, um, I, I'm with you there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so there are so many reasons not to. And it took me a really long time to actually start to believe in myself. And it was a really steep learning curve. And I failed my first assignment and had to retake it because on the master's we have to pass every element of it. Um, but I learned so much from retaking it that then has made every other assignment since better. Um, and I think it was only really when I got to the end of first year and I'd passed everything in my first year that I finally realised, actually, I can do this. Yeah. But the things I've done, like, you know, if you told me two and a little bit years ago that I'd have done by now, I just I wouldn't have believed it. You know, if you go back three years, I wouldn't have believed that I'd passed assignments, that I'd passed exams, that I did a full on research project dissertation, that I was doing podcasts and Twitter feeds <laughs> and goodness knows what else. I'd have laughed at you. I wouldn't have believed it. But actually, do you know what? Anything is possible if you just kind of go for it and have a go. Um and sometimes things don't quite go right first time, like my first assignment. But you know what? There's usually ways to put things right, even when they do go wrong. We all get there in the end. I and think for I, me, it's, oh, sorry. It's no, that motivation on. thing, isn't it? Of I think even if you find something really difficult, if you're passionate about it and you want to do it, you, do, you just keep prodding along and you will find a way. Yeah. There's so much support on the course. The lecturers yeah. are great. And I think, you know, I wouldn't have asked questions in my first degree, but now I'm straight up there saying, I don't understand this. Can you explain it in a way that I can? And they are just fantastic. Yeah, I think it's definitely something I've learned. It's like I was really bad at asking for help at first. And I think failing that assignment and then and having to ask for help because I really didn't know how to put it right. I'd worked really hard on it and yeah. I just didn't know what to do. Um, and so having to ask for help, and, and seeing how good the lecturers were and how supportive uh, and again and again over time over the two years it's kind of like yeah I've definitely got much better at asking for help so that would be one of the other tips is just yeah. get in there and ask for help yeah um, I, I, I agree with that from your peers from yeah. the lecturers don't hold back don't worry about it just ask <laughs> and I think everybody yeah. I mean especially on our year group I'd, I think because you're mixed around so much, it's quite an interactive course, isn't it? I think even though you have your little groups of friends, I don't think there's anybody on that course that is not approachable that you could not go and say, do you know what I'm meant to be doing? Or, you know, how have you approached this? Because I just think everybody is supportive of each other, which is lovely. Yeah. 
yeah one of the nice things about the masters is that there's only about 20 of us in each year and so we do get to know each other really well and we all help each other out you know there's not a person on the in my year group that uh, hasn't helped me and I haven't helped at some point during the two years so yeah lean on each other for sure because it's the only way to get through sometimes well that's it yeah I definitely agree what's that message yes oh my gosh I like I could not have got through this course without like certainly with everybody but especially like my little group like luckily um I came part-time and another girl has moved over with me that I'm really close with and then another girl has kind of like joined our little group that um deferred for a bit and honestly I could not have got through this without them like just being able to message and be like I did awful in that assignment like I'm really upset and literally before they've even somehow they've not even read it but then they're on the phone like talk to me like what's going on that kind of thing and it's just so reassuring and it's so nice to have that support around you whereas like my first degree I did um a combined honours so I had people that I was friends with like in my dorm but not on my course so I didn't have that same support and I changed my degree halfway through as well so there was nowhere near that same level of support and also just to like have that passion around you as well I think once you're doing like a single um course like our sole focus is speech and language and you know that everybody on there wants to be there and they love it and they all want to do the same job there's just that like sense of like family feels like a really weird word to use but for use for better word I like, knew what you we mean. are a family <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah anything you want to add Ellie I was just going to say about the kind of that community on the course. I think it's because it's all healthcare as well, because if you weren't going to if you weren't willing to help people, then you're not going to be a very good speech and language therapist. And if you weren't kind and approachable, then you're not going to succeed in the career. So I think that that also really helps with us being so such a close knit, happy course and cohort and things, because we all just get along so well. And if if we didn't, then we would be not very good at the job so you kind of have those qualities don't you everyone's so kind and approachable and helpful so that's really nice definitely yeah I was uh, working at one of the open evenings I think it might have been early December maybe end of November Um, and one of the things I kind of said was you know you you kind of have to be a certain kind of person to come on this course because just just like what you were saying Ellie um yeah, because people were really nervous, like about the interviews and the kind of interview questions. It's kind of like the interview questions are basically designed to kind of work out what kind of person you are, really, aren't they, to a greater mm-hmm. or lesser extent? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think don't be daunted by aspects of it, because I think there's there's bits of this course. They're so varying, aren't they? If there's a bit that you're not going to get on with, there is going to be other bits that you are going to get on with. And I think yeah. it's don't be thrown off because one bit for me it's the the kind of first year the theory the science bit of it that really made me nervous but actually you get past that and you get more into the speech sound of things and you know I fell into my own little comfort zones with with parts of it so I think yeah you've just got to tick those bits off and get through <laughs> yeah. yeah they definitely like go go hard or go home when we started I don't know if you had the same as what we did Ashley but for I I think it was almost our first lecture 
it was like genetics and embryology and we had like a doctor or something can't think of his name for the life of me I can still picture him in my head I think his name is I won't say his name um (laughs) and we like started and all of us were just like what is he talking about like why do we need to know about like babies and cells and membranes and all of that and we were all like literally after his lecture everybody in the group was just like I'm leaving I'm gonna fail I can't do this and it was just like how awful for that to be your first lecture and yeah I think that's definitely for like my sort of like the part-timers that definitely solidified us together even more to all just be like ah help me did anyone understand it and everyone was just like no no idea it's kind of like it's nice to be in the same boat isn't it when everyone else says it and you think am I the only one not getting this or have I missed something or you know you miss those lectures and I think you have to sometimes life just occurs and there are lectures and I think that's where the support comes in because once you've missed it it's then trying to catch up and and having those support groups that can pass on notes or you know explain things in a way that they have done in the lectures Uh, yeah I think you're all in the same boat everybody can help each other and everyone's going to miss lectures at some point so you do it for one they do it for you it's give and take yeah yeah brilliant Lovely. Thank you so much for joining us this evening, guys. Um, I've really enjoyed chatting and I hope our listeners will enjoy listening as well. But as you can see, there's a lot of passion in our virtual room. Um, And definitely from all of us, the advice would be just go for it. Just throw yourself in. Uh, You'll get there. If I can do it, if I can come through the other end and pass, then pretty much anybody can. (laughs) So go for it. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you. Thank you.